this girl right here, she would get up at one o'clock in the morning and train a team up in India, yeah. you know, working in that, in that industry. I said, girl, you crazy. <laughs> right. But she, she was committed. Yeah. And, and it's very hard to find people like that. Hey, what's up, guys? We are back for the second episode here of Solid. And uh, Jeff and I are excited to be here with you today. We're excited to be here with uh, some guests of ours, some good friends of ours, Gus and Leah Heredia. We're excited to be here. Awesome to have you. Up from Las Vegas, Las Vegas. Nevada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you both grow up in Las Vegas? No. no. You did not grow up. Where did you grow up? I grew up, I was actually born in Mexico. Okay. Born in Mexico called Lima, Mexico. And I was brought over here when I was two years old. And uh, we moved up to Northern California. I've been in Las Vegas since 94, 1994. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And your pa- so your parents both still in Las Vegas? Both in Las Vegas. Awesome. Yeah, they travel back and forth, you know, six months here, six months in Vegas. Okay. I mean, six months in Mexico, six months in Vegas. So. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Leah, how about you? Yep. I'm from Salinas, California, which is Central Coast, mm-hmm. just about an hour or so south of San Francisco. And I've been in Las Vegas since about 2000. So half mm-hmm. my life, California, half my life, Vegas. Awesome. Very, very yeah. cool. We've known each other for a long time. All of us, long all of us time. on this table of what, maybe 15, 16 yes. plus years. Yeah. yeah, at least. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, I always tell everybody I married her for my green card, but that's not true. You know? <laughs> 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 I like to have fun, like to have a good time, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, well, we're awesome. honored to have you here with us. Uh, you know, you've been very yeah. successful in life. Thank you, you got for a, the invite, man. Yeah. Got a wonderful marriage. You got a great family. I think you're super successful in all, all of those areas. You've, yeah. You're, you've built a great business. You're building a great business. And uh, we just wanted to have you on. And uh, we, awesome. we, we love, uh, I mean, I think there's so many people in the world today with all the craziness going on, the, the morals of the world and the, the direction all that's going. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things we want to do with this the reason we're calling it solid is we need some people that are solid out there to right. lead the way. Right. Thank you. That's awesome. So uh, yeah. we uh, are honored to have you guys. You guys are great examples of just when I think of you, I think solid. Thank yeah. You. Right. Incredible yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your guys' selves, right? About business. I mean, um, obviously you guys run a successful business and, and, uh, how'd you, how'd you yeah. guys end up in business for yourselves? You know, uh, thank God, man, we've been blessed, you know, we've been blessed and, uh, you know, I've, uh, I think everybody starts off like you always hear, you know, go to school, get a good grade, get good grades, get yourself a good job, you know? And so that's something that I did. I was an electrician and I was in the union and, uh, but then man, somebody ran, I ran into somebody and we started talking about the, you know, what he did and whatnot and. Man, the rest is history. But I always knew that when I saw, you know, the business, what it is that they did, I said, you know what? I think I can do this. I always tell everybody, just give yourself a shot because you ain't got nothing to lose. You know, right. most people are scared to see what's on the other side. But yeah, you haven't even been on the other side yet. So what do you got? What are you scared of? Yeah. You know? True. And, uh, but man, once I saw it, I said, you know what? This is something I can do. I'm going to give it a shot. And you know what? When I say people give yourself a shot, in reality, it's like you need to just give yourself a shot. You know, and just just go for it, especially at the age of 22. You know, I was 22 years old when I when I saw the business and, you know, I said, I, I really ain't got nothing to lose, you know, but I just wanted I, I wanted something different. Mm-hmm. You know, and you always see these people, you know, you always see these people that have nice houses and nice cars. And and you wonder, what do these people do? I mean, what college did they graduate? I said, you know, and it's like, 
I don't want to go back to college. I don't, I don't want to do that stuff. I wonder if there's another way to do it, you know? And so were you going to college at the time? You know what? I went to college and I dropped out. Yeah. Yeah. How long did you go to college for? <laughs> Man. One semester. <laughs> well, me too, brother. Got me beat. <laughs> me too. I didn't even make it a you semester. Even, so. And uh, how about you, Leah? We know you're the oh, brains man. in this room. She is. She's the brains. Yeah, I did. I went to about two and a half years of college, and I came to Las Vegas to go to UNLV with a group of friends. And I met Gus very shortly thereafter, and then I met Jesus very shortly <laughs> thereafter. And so, um, you know, that was probably a good order. Otherwise, <laughs> now, did you yeah. Yeah. Sure to Jesus? Yes. No. If no. I would have met Jesus first, Gus probably would not have been. Kind of <laughs> oh wow! Well, all right, that's good to hear. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so after that, uh, our lives just progressed into a Christian-based living. We got married young, had Noah, our son, young, which is now 18. And um, I went to work in the mortgage industry, worked in the mortgage industry for about 10 or 12 years. And I will never give that time back because it is a hustle. I call it a white knuckle ride, like a roller coaster ride. And it teaches you how to buckle down. And one thing um, I'm very proud to represent is... I always treat, whether it's a job, whatever job it may be, that it was my own business. I'm working as if I was working for myself or to the Lord. And with that attitude and with that work ethic, you progress and you promote yourself through systems. And I will never give back those times. Um, My best mentors have come from the mortgage industry and the companies and corporations I've worked for. And Gus and I moving into a financial services business and opportunity I just took everything I was already doing. I unplugged from that industry mortgage and I just plugged it into our own business. I was already managing people. Mm-hmm. I was already, you know, had the skill set, you know, the work ethic and I just plugged it in for us. So, um, I went full time in our business in 2015. So the last seven years we've been working together. So what, what year Gus, did you start the business? 2006. 2006. Mm-hmm. And so Gus, you started and then Leah, you came in later on. What was it that, so I guess Gus, you kind of answered this question, but the question I want to ask is Gus, what, what was the reason you started your own business? What, what was the desire uh, that made you want to own your own business? And then Leah, what was it that made you decide to get started with him and then go into business with Gus? You know, I think it, in, in the beginning, it was the money. It was the money that attracted me. You know, and so I said, man, they make good money. So I said, I want to learn this business. And there's a lot of money to be made. Who right? did you see making money? Uh, I ran into my mentor. Chris? <laughs> Mr. Chris yeah. Howard. All right. Yeah. And uh, I, I got to meet him. And I said, man, you can tell right away. You can tell right away with the way somebody carries himself, yeah. right? So I go down to his office and said, man, this guy makes money, right? And he had that smile. I was like, yeah, he, got, he makes money. <laughs> Those big said, teeth. Yeah, the big teeth, right? And so I said... Man, I'm going to listen to this guy. Yeah. And so when I started listening to him, you know, it's like, you know what? This guy knows what he's talking about, right? And so, but that's really, really what I saw. At the beginning, it was just, I want to make money, yeah. right? Like anybody. If I'm anybody similar. tells you. Yeah, I was the same way. You know, and everybody yeah. tells you, no, it's not about the money. No, it is about the money, yeah. you know? But then once you start really doing something, then you realize, you know what? There's a big cause here. There's a reason why we're doing it. And you know, it's more about the freedom, but at the beginning, you don't really see that. It's money, but right. money does bring you the freedom. Right. Right. Yeah, I remember, I mean, just not to cut you off, but uh, you're talking about Chris Howard and uh, you were 22 when you came. Yeah. So I was 22 when I saw it. And Chris Howard was kind of the first, we were at a meeting, right? And uh, Brandon Merton showed a slide of Chris Howard. And he just went over a million a year in income. Yeah. A million a year. And mm-hmm. I'm 22 going, what? 
right? And then he showed Hector Lamarck right after that. And yeah. Hector was making 250000 a month. And I'm going, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. And just, just seeing that success. And, and we were fortunate to be in a business and a company where people were already successful. And then saying, hey, look, we've done it. We know exactly how to do it. We'll teach you how to do it. And you've got, you got involved and started doing that. And I think what's cool is, and Leah, maybe I should just ask, but I, I don't want to assume anything, but you got the business started. Leah was yeah. working mortgages and maybe paying the bills for a while yeah, while you was. were grinding this out, trying to figure it out. Yeah, I was, I was part-time for two and a half years. And, you know, I came to a, we came to a meeting at Mesquite. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you were in the business yeah, yet or not. I just started. It was packed house. Yeah. Fire was, marshal was this, and let anybody else in. Mayman? Um, no, it was no, Hector. no. We came to Mesquite, Mesquite, and uh, or Chris uh, and Keith Otto, maybe. Uh, it was you. Oh, you, me. yeah. You were the guest you. speaker, but it was Lex Hector Hector and Chris. Chris. Okay. Yeah, and it was yeah. here. It was at yeah. Mesquite and the uh, Oasis. At the Oasis. Yeah. Okay. And uh, at the time, man, I had a huge team, and I, I brought down one person. <laughs> right. I mean, oh man, but I was I was excited, man. I was fired up, and then you know, I don't think Lee even came to this event at that time. You know, but I got to see you, and then I was like, man, I said these people are winning. You know, these people are yeah. winning. And so you want to be part of that environment. Right. Yeah. You know, that winning yeah. environment. But yeah. That was probably what year was that? Man, I don't, I don't remember. But it was like when did you When did you start? I started in 2006. So it was probably right around. Yeah. yeah. Right around there was yeah. my first, one of my big ones, big events I came to. Yeah. Okay. And you were the you were the guest speaker. All yeah. right. That was my first event. Oh, there you wow. go. Yeah. Crazy. Ain't that something? Yeah. You know, and so it, it's a start, man. Yeah. And so you start seeing people that are succeeding and winning. It's like. You know what? And it's it's like where you came from, you know? Well, you used to work for a credit card company, mm -hmm. stuff like that. I was like, and you start hearing all this stuff where different people's backgrounds, like, man, you know what? If they can do it, you can do it too, as long yeah. as you're willing to do what they do. So Leah, what made you decide? Obviously, Gus had been doing the business for quite a few years before you decided to get started with them. What made you decide to jump in? Well, I jumped in a couple different times. The first time um, with the mortgage industry, that crash we had in 08, 09, mm -hmm. I was kind of forced out where I was mm -hmm. making five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 a month as mid-20s is good money, you would think. Mm -hmm. um, but that started to dwindle down to $1,500 a month, a 1000 No more salaries. They would pay you per file closed, which weren't many anymore. So I stayed home to raise our son. Um, and so I started helping a little bit in the background admin, but again, still small team, not real big just yet. Um, I helped by getting all my licensing so we could take our brokerage position and it still wasn't kicking off as fast as we were coming out of that slump. And so I was offered another position back in the mortgage, mortgage industry. And I took that for a few years. And the funniest thing is in our credenza in our office, I had two people's track records of how they built their business and took their incomes number one to being Brandon, the youngest million dollar earner before 30. And then Jeff and Kelsey, wow. um, you guys were the only two people's track records I had. And I just watched it, the progression and the way you guys built it. And then the income just followed the production and, and building and recruiting. Um, and so really the reason Gus would say things like, well, you only, only go back to work for like six months, a year. But again, I started off my intro as I have work ethic, one of my qualities as a person is I'm extremely loyal. Yeah. So I'm not going to put my hand into something that I'm not going to see through. So I had loyalty to the folks I worked for. Um, but there was a point that Gus was hanging out at Starbucks, meeting with people, agents, you know, just building relationships while I was working 50 plus hours a week. However, I was making $100,000 plus. So I was making my own six figures as he was building his six figures. But there's just something different that comes with the freedom 
of building your own business and being in control of your own time, your own income ability. So in 2015, that's when I jumped back in and it was at a big meeting. And again, I can't remember who the speaker was, what they said, but it's that environment. It Mm -hmm. is that passion in the air that says you can do it. Just like Gus said, you can do it if you do all the right things. So as I mentioned earlier, I just unplugged what I was already doing and plugged it into our business and we tripled our income within two years. That's awesome. You know, there's, it's amazing. You're talking about that environment and that secret ingredient that we get as human beings being around other human beings. And I'm, I'm a natural introverted type person. I'd rather kind of just go do my own thing, but I cannot deny the importance of getting around good, like-minded people and what happens there. Yeah. And it's an intangible thing. It's not something that's, uh, you know, I've heard, uh, one of our, our former CEOs in our, in the, in, in yeah. the financial business used to always say winning is illogical. Mm-hmm. You know, and you go to an event and you see something just hits you. You know, the first convention I had went to, something just changed in me where I went from, I think I can do this to, I know I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like difference. when logical meets emotional and it only can happen in a room full of people that are already winning. And there's like, there's so much evidence, right? Yes. There's, it's like, you can't argue with what you're seeing. No, nobody else in the world is seeing it. Just the people there. Right. And it's those people that have desire and just this grit and the will to win. It's like something changes in mm-hmm. them when they're yeah, around a bunch of people true. that feel the same thing. Right. And, and, and now Leah, when you made this decision to join Gus full on, you were already, you were already supportive and working of together course. already, but you were leaving a six figure income there. I don't know that you guys were, were you guys already making six figures in primary yes. as well. Yes. So, um, I guess, you know, you, you, you making that decision, I think, I think, I guess, the question I'm trying to ask here, because I think everybody wants uh, their marriage or partnership to come together yeah. like that. And looking from the outside, I would say you guys were always together. You just had to do it in a way where at first you were working two different places, but you were working towards the same common. Exactly. Anything you want to say about that? You know, how I, that I, all worked together? I think we had, you know, she was going her way and I was doing work at the business, but we had the, we were meeting together in that goal. Two paths with a common destination. That's right. Yeah. Yes. That's what we were doing. And uh, I knew she wasn't going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just once the, once everything lined up and, and we'd make this thing happen, she'd be right there next to me. That's another thing is, you know, is, is, is she is so good at what she does. I just get out of her way. You know, I tell her, you do you boo. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And right. I'll do mine. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, finding your guys, finding your role in what the assets you can bring to the business. Right. Right. So much value. And that's her, man. She, she's a beast. I would say that's any great partnership. Yeah. Yeah. And so her busting her butt in the mortgage industry. I mean, this girl right here, she would get up at one o'clock in the morning and train a team up in India, you know, working in that, in that industry. I said, girl, you crazy. (laughs) Right. But she, she was committed. Yeah. And, and it's very hard to find people like that, It is, you know? And so in the world of an employee, you would, as a, as a, CEO or a business owner, you would want somebody like her. Of course. Right? Absolutely. Because yep. she's committed. Yep. Right? right? But once she came and she's like, I'm going to give that back to the community. I'm going to help somebody. You know? Yep. Sure. Then the business just took off. You know? That's and awesome. That's, that's, that's something that she has is that commitment. Now, today you've got four offices. Is that right? Yeah. Right now? Mm-hmm. And, and your income is continuing to grow. Yeah. And you're, you're, I think you're on, good, on, on a mission, seven-figure income yourselves, which is unheard of in today's yeah. world. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what is it like now? I mean, you live in Las Vegas. 
And we were kind of talking before about some of the stuff you're doing at home yeah. to want to get protected at home. I mean, just, I mean, maybe just talk about what's it like living in Vegas. What's- yeah. You know, I just think that, you know, sometimes people don't really realize that what you hear when you're young, it's going to happen. And we hear, you know what, when you start becoming successful, you want to protect everything you have. Yeah. And that's one thing I was asking you today. You know, it's like, I've worked, we've worked hard. We worked hard for what we have. Mm-hmm. Nothing was given to us. Right. But it comes to a point where you realize you have to protect what you have, right? You know, in this in this world, and the world is always consistently changing. You got to be smart about these situations, and so, you know, and that's that's why in Las Vegas, you know, everybody comes to Las Vegas. We're known as oh, the party city, Sin City. Yeah, yeah. What happens, what happens, happens in Vegas, Vegas stays, stays in Vegas. Vegas. Well, everybody knows. You know, you come to Vegas, everybody knows you're in Vegas yeah. and what you did, right? Yeah, right. Because people don't know how to keep their mouths quiet, but you know, and and it's important to protect your family, you yeah. protect your loved ones. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. In all means that you can. I think we should talk about it a little bit because, you know, in fact, we were talking just before this podcast a bunch about all of this kind of stuff. You know, where, yeah. where does, as a parent, where do you intervene? And, yeah. and there's so much confusion today. You know, there was just the, the shooting down in Texas yeah. yesterday. And uh, we, all, situation. we all saw that where, you know, an 18 year old, um, I think it was a transgender yeah. um, young, young man. Right. Uh, and no father figure. Um probably had a tough right upbringing um everybody's going to try to make it about the guns but yeah it's way deeper than that it's way before any of that and uh you know we were kind of talking about this you know if, if if you have a little boy who's two or three years old and is wearing says dad i want to wear a dress or mom want to wear a dress i think as a parent you should say no no you don't wear a dress your boy yeah you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're at that point, they, they're going to go with whatever. So if you, if you said, oh yeah, I think a dress, if you like, oh, you like wearing a dress and you, what are the, you're going to confuse the kid, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you were talking about your son, Rome, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about, he was kind of looking at somebody who was dressed as a girl and yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a guy dressed as a girl. And, mm-hmm. and you just said, son, he's confused. He's confused. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you say to a seven-year-old? We all know a seven-year-old so honest, like dad, what the heck's this dude doing yeah. wearing a dress? Like, how do you? What I say other than he's confused. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's at some point, I guess the whole point of this, you know, conversation was, is where, where do you give a child responsibility to make decisions that are going to impact their life positively, which I think goes back to protecting our family and the things we've built, right? Who are we handing them over to? And it's our job to raise great children that we can raise up and, can can honor what we've built by making what we've done better, right? right. Giving them a hand up um, in life. And I think, yes, yeah, sometimes, I mean, it's hard, right? I think what brought this up is a question someone asked is, all right, so if a, should a child own, own a gun at 18 years old, right? But it, and if they shouldn't own a gun at 18 years old because they're not mature enough, then should we be giving them a weapon to drive, like a vehicle? Because sure, right? exactly. could and are they too young or is it our job as parents to raise up children in an environment where we give them the freedom to make mistakes inside of a framework of expected responsibility right, right? um so I don't know. yeah it's good yeah i think you exactly coming back to environment yeah. it's your responsibility as a parent to raise up a child in the way he should go right right and so it comes down to environment it comes down to teaching And there was a point in our own son's life, it was, I think, seventh grade, where he chose to homeschool. And so he, we chose a school that was a little bit more virtual attendance wise. There was teachers present. 
um, on like Zoom teaching. Um, and we're the same thing as cooking, right? You're having mm-hmm. knives. <laughs> you got to teach your kids right. how yeah. to yeah. Uh, chop onions or, yeah. you know, cut meat. And that's the same thing with weapons, with guns, with anything like that. You know, yeah. we're, we're a house. Or with a business where you can go provide for yes. your family, right? Or money. Yep. Absolutely. Money, yep. That's one of the things I told Noah, before you get married, you should have a goal of saving $50,000 minimum. Right. And maybe he didn't reach that goal, but he was sure close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's again, it's the teaching from the parents and whatever lifestyle you as a parent want to raise your children in, it's your responsibility to fester that environment to cultivate and protect it. that i mean yes. even the internet today right we've got yes. to be very careful about what, what they're exposed to right. there which is a tricky thing to navigate yes. today yeah. we didn't let noah have social media if it was my choice he wouldn't have had a, a cell phone till he was 16 but Boy. partnership you know doesn't well, always work out that way yeah. same way um, it's, it's but a no tough social deal, yeah. media because yeah. again i was going to be the one feeding what i wanted my son to grow up in his belief system and again when they're adults by all means, it's it's on you at that point when you move out and you have your own thought patterns and your own influence. But in my home, I'm I'm the one responsible for my own son. Right. Absolutely. So so these I think these are the same things we're talking about r- right now to raise great children are a lot of the same things it takes to build a great business, right? Like environment and belief system yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Where where did you guys learn this stuff? I think a lot of people, and the reason I asked that question, I think a lot of people that are maybe. Uh, just employees, unfortunately, don't get to be in an environment where they're taught these things. I think there are places they could go seek them out. Unfortunately, most people don't. But I think if everybody in the world could understand these things, like what is the environment in your home? What mm-hmm. kind of belief system are you uh, building up in your children? These yeah. kind of things, including ourselves, right? Yeah. It's just important for us to be focused on social media. If we're going to be on there, we better use it as a good tool, right. not as a bad habit sure. like most people do, right? So where where do you where did you guys learn a lot of this stuff? I mean, if somebody's listening and they go, you know what? I would love to start thinking that way mm-hmm. and, and making decisions like they make decisions. Where do they go? Right. I think it's extremely important to make sure you have mentors in life. Uh, I will say this. I cried one day in the shower as I was listening to John Maxwell and he was saying the same thing. You need mentors in life. And one of the next words out of his mouth or next sentences out of his mouth was most of your mentors, you will never meet in person. And I was kind of shocked because I want somebody tangible, somebody I can talk to and someone could pat me on the back when I'm having a bad day. But he said, you need to get it through books. You need to get it through videos. You need to get it through, you know, other people in business that you may never shake their hands, but mm-hmm. you have a constant um, flow of teaching or wisdom. So for me personally, our pastor has always said one thing. It's wise to learn from your own mistakes, but it's even wiser to learn from another man's mistakes. So yeah. what does that mean? Watch. If you like the way somebody comes out or their actions or their setup at, mm-hmm. at their homes, follow those things. If you don't like it, then that's a red flag. Uh, Maybe you shouldn't do that. I've listened to Dr. Laura Schlesinger my whole life, pretty much. My mom listened to her when I was a kid. She's she's a talk radio show host. She's been on there, I don't know, 40 years. And she's the wisest person I've ever listened to in my life. Um, The book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. I read it almost every single month. And so you have to be feeding yourself, but you have to reach out and say, I want to improve. I want to create this little haven for myself, number one, my own mind, my my marriage, my family, parenting, everything. But you have to be seeking. It's not 
going to just be happenstance that everything perfectly falls in your lap like a beautiful sunset. You have to work for it. Yeah, I think when you talk about building this haven, and that goes back to protecting it too, right? Because you've got to, you know, if you have a garden, you've got to not only protect the garden, but you got to pull weeds. And I think in our lives and our business and our family, we've got to make sure that if we want certain things to happen, we've got to take certain actions, right? To make sure that the environment is fertile for what we're trying to grow in that environment, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think too. I think, uh, you know, just obviously you've got a, a foundation. And I think, are you, why are you here in St. George? We're actually going up to a play. Oh, you're going to play? <laughs> I, thought you to were, a con. I thought you were going to a, a, a church activity tonight. No, no. Not. no we're going to, um, we're taking our pastor. Our pastor's going. With oh, you are? Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, so, but, but obviously you have that foundation. You said you, you found, you found, Christ back in yeah. whenever that was, was 20 before. years old 20 okay yeah and if everybody just had that as a foundation yeah all this stuff wouldn't be an issue right it solves a lot of problems so man. many people are so caught up in seeking pleasure yeah, yeah. and when we seek pleasure I, I, there was a I was trying to remember what it, pleasure versus I can't remember what it was but I wish I could remember. it'll probably come to me but uh, if we're always seeking that, and, and, and we're not going to get anywhere in life, you know, yeah. we've got to do what's right. Mm-hmm. And that's what brings the true joy, you know? Absolutely. Well, one of the things just to kind of close out on that is it's okay to fall. Yeah. If you fall. Yep. Sure. You have to get back up. Yep. And thank God mercies are new every single morning. Mm-hmm. Well, that's for right. sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I actually, you know, wrote this down earlier that you said you got to give yourself a shot. And I was going to come back to that because I think that a lot of people don't give themselves a shot because they're worried about falling down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why do you think people are worried about falling down, right? They're scared. They have Mm -hmm. fears that are programmed in in their environment. They they have egos, whatever it may be. What what are some tools you guys use to, I mean, because, you know, we've known each other for a long time and we, we've all been through the valleys and we've, you know, been at the top together and, I've watched you guys overcome some incredible things with faith, always positive. Nobody ever knew what was happening. What are some things that allowed you guys to to continue moving forward, even though when it didn't make sense to everybody else, right? Where where maybe everybody else thought, oh man, I would never keep moving forward, or that's a hard challenge, or when you know most people would quit, you guys kept moving forward. What was it that allowed you guys to continue moving forward when it didn't make sense, when it was uncomfortable or the odds were against you or the situation was tough. Yeah. Man, you know what? I always tell everybody, you got to have faith. You just got to have faith that you just keep going. It's all going to work out. So what does that mean? What what does faith mean? You keep going, it's going to work for you. Well, having hope. You know, just keep going. Yeah. You're having the hope. Ex- expectation that the future you know, is going to be better than now if I continue yeah. to doing and, the right thing. If I right? say why, but why? Well, because I've seen so and so be in a worse situation and they kept going and they made it. So if I keep going, then I'm going to make it. But what's the alternative? Right. Yeah. Laying down and dying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giving up. Giving up. Punking out. Dying. Yeah. The flashlight Broke. theory, right? You yeah. shine a flashlight, you can only see so far. You yeah. got to step further to have it shine further. Yeah. I think one of the saddest things is. Crazy. The pain of regret. Yeah. Right? If you never try, then you'll never know what could have been. Right. Yeah, that's I've I've talked about that for a lot of <laughs> I years. Know. I think for me, that's probably a thing that pushes me is knowing that at the end of my life, 
after it's all said and done, I don't want to look back wishing or regretting I didn't do something and wishing I had the courage or the guts to just give it a shot, right? And here's another thing is we all have known each other for more than a decade. Can we each think of something that was so massive in one another's lives that was so detrimental or was such a failure? And really, no, I can't. I mean, memory, our pastor says, has no neutral ground, right? Mm -hmm. It is what you think of. And I think amazing things about you gentlemen and your wives and your families and your success. And I think the same thing about us. And we always think as the month of production rolls to the next month, no one was worrying about who was fourth, fifth or sixth or seventh place or, you know, who didn't meet their income goals. You're worrying about yourself. So I think faith, number one, number one, faith has been the trajectory of success. And number one, our walk with God, our marriage, our family, our business, coming out of trials and devastations, you, again, I'm not just going to lay down and die. It's going to be better tomorrow. And if you give up now, you'll never know. But you just, no one's worrying about you. No one remembers your faults. They only remember their own. So you just got to keep going. So it sounds like to me, sorry, sorry, Brandon, it sounds like to me what you're saying is that a lot of the, uh, I guess, challenges, if you will, that you were facing, whether no matter what area of your life it was in, how you got through it was really your spiritual faith, not this faith like, hey, tomorrow will be better. But I know that, you know, yes, yes. So you think, so I wanted to ask you this because I, I personally believe that a lot of people, especially in the world we live in today, in this modern world, it's like, they're trying to take God out of everything. It's Mm -hmm. right. You know, the universe, this, and energy that and all of these things. And I, I I think that what it does is it creates almost like this, um, unsure ground that people walk on. Yes. Confusion. I think that's a good word. And so it's hard for them to know what steps to take or even which direction they're headed. Right. And so I, I think that if a lot of people had a stronger spiritual walk, they would realize how much it benefits all other areas of their life because of the choices they're going to make in that. Would you guys agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think is the best way? I think a lot of people, Brandon and I were talking about this yesterday, where um, a lot of people that do put God first in their life um, would prefer when they see people struggle for them to have that same peace, security, um, faith, um, sureness about their future. What do you think is the best way to expose people or, or help people understand that that's really the foundation. That's what keeps your life solid. If you will, that's what keeps your beliefs or your, your steps solid in the future. Uh, what do you think are the best ways to maybe help people, uh, expand their life in that way so that they can have the solid foundation? I think, I think, you know, I tell everybody, everybody's watching you, you know, you have to be that light. You have to be that light. What, what is, what is Brandon doing? What is Jeff doing? Why are they where they're at? Well, you guys, you were an example. You were a light to somebody else. And people nowadays, they, they, it's more about seeing, right? right? Because you can tell somebody, but if they see how you live your life, oh my goodness, look, they don't do this. They don't, right. Then they see that example and you're that light to them. And I think nowadays it's like, it's like that hope. You're that light, their example. I want to be like so-and-so, right? It's like, right. it's like, we wanted to be like Jeff. We wanted to be like Brandon Neal, right? Yeah. Because number one is you guys have a great family, great business. I mean, you're great fathers, right? I mean, there's, I can go on and go on and go on. But you guys, you can tell me that, 
but I can see it. Right. There's a big difference. And I just think right. nowadays is we need some, I don't know if I can say this, but we need some men to step up, man. No, yeah, need, absolutely. That's, to, that is one to of change the goals the subject thing, for but, this. And the, the term solid yeah. is that we believe what you just said with all of our hearts, yeah. right, Brandon? That for the, sure. The future of of our country and for our children is going to be defined by raising great men. Yes. Right. And I think that if we can do a good job of that, it's going to take a generation. Right. But imagine how great it's going to be for our children's children. If we can actually get that across and raise some great men in this generation. And, and that's one of the things I told my son, I told Noah, you know, he's 18. And so a little bit about Noah, he's 18, graduated when he was 15, graduated high school. Right. Awesome. You guys, you know, my wife already mentioned he was homeschooled and stuff like that, but we never told him, you know, you graduate high school, this and that, you know, before your time. No. What happened was his best friend was 18 and he's 15. So what, guess what's going to happen when the friend turned 18? Friend was graduating high school. Yep. So he says, you know what? I want to graduate with him. And I said, I, I seriously said, this boy crazy. <laughs> right? yeah. I said, he don't know what he's going through. Yeah. But, but he, he. Locked himself. I mean, he he was determined to get it done. Yeah. Right. And his mama pushed him as far as like helped him went where you got so far stuff like that. Accountability. But accountability. Yeah. She had a big. She played a big role in that. But when, and then Noah turns eighteen, graduates high school, whatnot, and he meets this, this little young lady. Which I call Mulan, right? And uh, her name is Danielle, but she, I call her Mulan. And so I said, Bud, I say, hey, listen, it's a big move right here. Right. I said, because everybody tells you, Jeff, he's 18 years old. Brandon, he's 18 years old. What's the number one thing people tell you? Why are you getting married so young? Yeah. You need to go explore. Well, what does that mean? Right. right. Well, not right. only that, what does he that may mean? be 18. Yeah. But Noah, you grad, he's here in our studio yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but Noah, he, he graduated 15. Yeah. He's got three, he's, he's yes. three years beyond, beyond what most 18 year olds would be yeah. Yeah. in. You know, so and he, chose to do that mature. himself. Yes. So a exactly. level of maturity. So people are comparing his level of maturity exactly. to another, you know, child. They could have been the same age, but they were a child and he's a man, yeah. right? Even though they might be the same age. And just to it, lace it back to your original question is he's seen an example the environment. in us, mm-hmm. in our business, in other people that if you set a goal, there's no stopping you if you put the legwork in. Yep. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, so, so when, he, when he's like, I want to get married, Dad, I'm like, man, buddy, that's a big decision. You know what I'm saying? We only believe that when you say I do, it's to the grave. Yeah. <laughs> right? And uh, so, sorry for Leah, right? She got to put up <laughs> with me because I ain't no quitter. But, you know, I said, look, buddy, I said, Mama's taught you a lot, right? But I said, I hope I teach you that, how you can treat somebody, how you can treat your wife. Yeah. Right? We got to work hard for them. We got to be the providers. We got to be the ones that, you know what, say, they're proud to say that's my husband. He takes care of us. He yeah. takes care of the household. Like a you real know? man is a man who provides for his family, yeah. treats yes. people yeah. good, makes his children feel yeah. like yes. heroes. It stands up in his community, does whatever he can. Yeah. Right? Not the dude that gets off work and says, "Where's dinner?" Yeah, right? that <laughs> yeah. isn't a real man, <laughs> no. right? It's exactly. not right. No, I mean, absolutely. let's face it. And unfortunately, in our society today, like some young men grow up and see that example, yeah. and then wonder why they're. Life turns out the way it well, does. It seems right? like it's looked down upon now. Yeah. You know, like like it's okay. Like if you're a weenie, it's okay. Yeah. No, no, it ain't okay. Well, I think it all it's comes down okay. to there, there's an attack on the family today. Yeah. Yes. I think uh, Satan knows if he can get the family Absolutely. broken up, everything else falls apart. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but I, I think we're married for eternity. 
So I think I'm sorry, yeah. but you're gonna have to go probably past this life, probably, right? <laughs> oh, Lord. So that's my belief. Yeah. So so I think we're married forever, right? Yeah. And what and you mean, uh, oh Lord. Oh <laughs> uh, Lord, thank you. So uh, Noah, just make sure you you know. Uh, but uh, you know, as 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 some people might listen to this, that you know, sometimes you you meet somebody who has completely opposite opinions and beliefs. Yeah. And you go, how? We live in the same world. We witness and see the same things. But do we see the same things? I think some people are watching a different movie, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And that's where it comes down to, okay, what is truth and what's opinion? Right. 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 And, uh, you know, I guess that would be a question I would have is, how do we determine that? Because I believe there are people out there that go, I never want to be married. I never want to have kids. Yeah. But I would, based on what I think I know, I don't know much, but what I think I know, I know where the most joy in this life happens is with a family. Yeah. Being married, having kids, raising kids, having a family. That's where the most joy is. And so those people, I believe, if they knew that, they would want that. So, you know, how, how do we determine what's truth from opinion or help those people determine? I mean, I think that's truth. I can feel it. What I just said, I feel yeah. like it's truth. I don't think that's my opinion. I think that's established from God, right? Yeah, absolutely. And other people might say, that's, that's an opinion. Well, I think you need to maybe think about how you're feeling about that, right? Yeah. What's, what's, what's God telling you about that? So I don't know. Truth versus opinion. How do we, how do we yeah, determine? I would say that's a hard one, but I think it, it, you know, when you said the word perspective, I think unfortunately, maybe, maybe, and this is totally an opinion. I have, you know, no basis on this, but my my perspective would be that someone who would say, I never want to be married, never have children. Maybe most of those people haven't been in an environment where they can feel the love and the joy Mm -hmm. that that creates. Maybe they grew up in a family that was broken. I grew up in a broken home. They're watching a different movie. Yeah. So I can see from, from the perspective of me as a child, I can see maybe how as people are growing up, they go, I don't want this. And all they saw is a broken marriage and a broken home. Like, I don't want to have children because I don't want to bring children into this crazy world, right? Because that's their perspective of their life. However, um, for me, the fortunate thing for me is I got into an environment at a young age where my wife and I, we were just dating. We were just kids, right? I, I mean, when when we started our business, we were 20 and 17, but we had you and Lexi to look up to, right? We had so many people. And so even though I came from a broken environment and really so did my wife, that we we had great examples. And I think as we got closer and we got to know you guys better and we got to know you know people like Gus and Leah and 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 these people in our lives, it made us realize that that is where happiness, like true fulfillment comes from is a great marriage and a great family. And I think there's a reason, obviously anybody who's a a, a Christian or, you know, is going to feel that same way because I feel like it, it's taught. Right. And unfortunately the perspective in society is like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to have your, your own feelings, your own thoughts. As we go back to this, you know, as you were talking about a little boy wearing a dress, but shouldn't at some point we teach people like, Hey, th- you know, that might be how you're feeling right now. But I think if you want to go find true joy and true happiness, why not give it a shot? Why not give yourself a shot? As mm-hmm. Leah said, right? Why not try it? You know, because I, it's like when I had kids, 
uh, we started having children and I always had this idea in my mind. I wanted to have two children. My wife wanted to have four. So we compromise on three, right? <laughs> so we have three children today and I went and got fixed. And the reason I got fixed is because I already know how it is. I, I know I love my children with all my heart. I would have 20 of them. <laughs> Right, because even though you have this idea of only having two children, after you have a few, you by go, the way, he used a very, very small bag of peas after that. <laughs> down to ice uh, for all you guys scared situation. to do it, man. It's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, oh yes, I was. I was back I had in the to office. Use the extra same large. Day. I had to use two bags. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that appropriate for this? Uh, Mal, yeah. will you edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think that. You know, just having that perspective and giving yourself a shot, like maybe if people are feeling that way about anything, right? I'm not making enough money. We'll try starting a business. Well, I don't have the joy in my life or uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try finding someone you love and maybe pouring your heart and soul into building a great relationship, right? Or, or finding mentors and people that you really respect yeah, and you think, true. man, they have the life that I want. And maybe it's just in their marriage, but, you know, go build and emulate a life around their marriage because it inspires you, right? Or their business or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I think too, just as you, as you, as you started off talking about coming from a broken home, Jeff, just to kind of go along with all of this is, um, it makes me, uh, step back a little bit and go, you know what? Um, I can understand why some people believe the way they believe and yeah. my heart goes out to them. Mm -hmm. Um, because what, what else they haven't seen anything else. They, they've, ex in fact, again, the shooter yesterday yeah. talking about that. I don't mean to keep bringing that up, but at the same time, I mean, that young man, man, it's sad. He's hurting. Yeah. Obviously hurting because he yeah. wants to inflict pain on other people. And, you know, if we can do something to help people with that, you know, and so I don't, I don't mean to be insensitive by saying, man, how could you not want that joy? I get why people don't understand that that's where the true joy comes yeah. from. They go, man, why would I want to be married when my parents got divorced and uh, I saw them fighting all the time? I don't want that. I'd rather just not. So I, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. I, I get think it. a more important or not more important, but I think an important point in that conversation though, Brandon is, is like your story, right? You were raised by incredible parents and you built an incredible family the same way. And that was valuable. But then that impacted my family, right? So I came from a broken home, but because you made a decision to build a family and have a great family, it impacted us, right? I mean, how, how cool is that? And I think, you know, I'm sure Gus and Leah, how, how obviously you guys have an incredible family. Do you, are your parents, like, did you guys both grow up in, in a great home? Do you have great parents? I mean, what, what is that story for you guys? Yeah. I, my parents were married the whole, they're divorced now, but they were married the whole time. Yeah. I was growing up on my way to college and very involved. We are always in sports. Uh, you know, my dad and I, he wasn't the kind of dad that would pet you and kiss you and tell you he loves you, but he, I could sure lay in his arms and watch a baseball game all Sunday afternoon, Yeah, you know? And so there was a, definitely a lot of affection, a lot of pushing you. Yes, you can do it. I mean, that's how I grew up. And so I think, you know, whether it was college or job or business or anything, I've never had a limitation set mindset for myself that I couldn't do something. My parents have always pushed us. If you want to do that, you can do it. So you think that mindset came from your parents? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. And my, my parents worked extremely hard. Yeah. I mean, my mom had three jobs. My dad was worked for the postal service for almost 40 years. And so loyalty, work ethic, yeah. you yeah. know, um, stick to itiveness. Yep. All that came from my parents. Yeah. yeah. How about you, That's Gus? Awesome. You know, my dad, my dad, my mom's never worked, never had a job in her life except raising us 
You know, my dad. Yeah, that's, that's a harder thing. job. <laughs> that's a big job. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But leaving the house, my yeah. mom never did that. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing my dad said, you know what? You're going to raise these kids and it's me and my brother, you know? Yeah. But that's one thing I can learn from my dad. My dad was a hard worker, yeah. right? I mean, he was a provider for the household and one income took care of all of us, yeah. right? And they've been married almost 30 years now, I think. 30 yeah. years commitment. Yeah. And you don't hear that nowadays. Right. No. You know, and so I was raised like that. I was raised, you know, from obviously immigrants from Mexico mm-hmm. came into this country. Parents? Yeah. My well, you're 40, so they've been married more than 30 years. Over well, 40 go. years. <laughs> he just don't realize. I was, going I was 30. 50. You're he was, right, going 50 years. Yeah. No, wow, it's, you know why? Flies. It's because yeah. we feel like we're 18. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, exactly. We don't right. feel we don't, the same. Don't, yeah. I mean, we feel like we're kids. Yeah. You know? I feel like that. And it's because of the life we have. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, for sure. Right. Because, but anyways, go and Brandon, go can I, I just want to interject and respond to how you started this segment about truth and opinion. What is the difference? Oh. And I think for everybody... They have their own truth, right? Depending on whether it's a faith, a religion, a lifestyle, you have your own truth. And that's fine, right? I don't expect you to believe exactly what I believe. And I think within each truth or faith, there's a lot of variation, right? You, your church uh, floor's carpet may be green. Ours is red. Yeah. That all is fine. I think where it comes down to is just having a love for people and mm-hmm. a respect for people. Right. And I mean, for instance, it, it's not unbiblical to not be married or mm-hmm. to not have children. There was right. people in the Bible that the Lord says, well, if you're married, then you can't have your full devotion to God, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Right. Right. Yep. Um, but at the same token, the Bible says to love your wife, like Christ loved the church mm-hmm. church. So there are so many truths. I think where we fall short is I feel right? Your own convictions of what's right and what's wrong. And when that's harmful to other people or children specifically, mm-hmm. that's where you get into the muddied waters. That's yeah. where you're, you're harming people as the situation you've already mentioned a couple of times. That may have been a truth and perspective right in your own eyes, but if it's harming other people, yeah, that's I would where it's say, not right. Yeah. True. Truth is based on someone's perspective and perspective can be, uh, so many different of things, yes. right? And and it can all be true, but mean something totally different. And that's yes. the hard thing about life. And I think that's when it comes down to like, you know, morals, even a business, right? Yeah. It's so important. You see, like so so often the difference between treating somebody good, just mm-hmm. just going out to serve. So often you see people, and I hope people listening to this will get this point because I my wife and I talk about this so often that. People want to succeed so bad and it's awesome. I respect desire, but it's almost like they want to succeed so bad and they want to make money so bad that that becomes their priority. Mm -hmm. And so making money becomes their priority over a relationship and what they have a hard time seeing at the beginning. This is usually amateurs. They go into business and they want to tell everybody and they don't care if it's better for them. They just want to do business so they can succeed rather than getting started and saying, you know what? What can I do to serve the person sitting in front of me? Mm -hmm. What, what do I have available in my pack of tools to be able to serve this individual sitting in front of me. And if I can make their life better, if it makes mine better in the process, awesome. But I genuinely want to wake up every day and go serve someone and, and do the best I can possibly do. And I believe that if everybody, regardless of their faith, regardless of their, their 
uh, upbringing, if they woke up every day with a goal to just serve people in their community and help their life, I mean, how much better would our life be? But then how much more fulfilled would we be too? Because we all know the reason we say, oh, well, giving is better than receiving. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I like to receive, right? But the feeling you have when you're able to give to somebody with nothing else in response and watching the feeling on their face from just the generosity in your heart is life-changing, right? And imagine if you could have a career that way, a business, a life. Everything you did, woke up every day and said, I'm going to go serve my community. How much better would your life be? And how how many people want the recognition for helping others? Well, you see that on Instagram all the time, right? (laughs) And and that is part of the reason why I, I'm not a big fan of what people, I'm not against social media tech. I love social media technology. I love all that, but a lot of the image portrayal, right? right, It is look what I have done. And really the Bible says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Right. Because if you do, you have your reward. You Mm -hmm. got your little instant recognition, but when you do it in secret, your father will reward you openly. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so Again, it's just And that might mean stuff like this, Leah. Like when I hear you saying it's your job, you showed up early and stayed late. Yeah. Well, it's not like probably a lot of times no one knew. No. You were doing it in secret. You're showing up I early. Did. Why are we showing up early? <laughs> yeah, I guess you, right? But you were doing it. You were doing it because it was your character. Yes. It's who you are. Yes. You weren't doing it looking for recognition or a pat on the back. You were doing it because it was the right thing to do. Yes. Right? And yeah, I mean, just so many of these things to me, success principles in our in our marriage, in our family, in our business, they're so obvious, but sometimes we just need someone to just point them out to us, yeah. right? See, this topic, this is truth. This yes. is an opinion. This is truth. When you, yeah. when you serve somebody, you are rewarded every time. Now, you might be rewarded through your social media, but yeah. like you're saying, that's not that's not where the true joy necessarily comes from. And I think we all know that. Mm-hmm. So what keeps us from doing it more, maybe, right? Because I guess we're mortal and we, we you know, I mean, I, I go, man, it's it's so simple. Just go and do what Jeff's talking about and go and serve other people, uh, not, e- not even expecting anything in return. Serve because it's truly the right thing to do and you truly love them, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And you always get rewarded for it, always. Yes. Maybe not right away. Of course. That's right. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even think most people's view of serve, I, I think people think, oh, I've got to go like, to the old lady's house down the street and mow her lawn or something. But it could be like, how about you serve your children, wake up in the morning and make them breakfast. Mm-hmm. Number one place to serve is in your home, right? Yeah. Or how about, how about you, you know, if you, if you see a, a neighbor doing something, you just walk over and just tell them you appreciate them and that you love them. And yes. thanks for being a great neighbor. Right. Is it, 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 these things are simple or in business, right? If you're, if you have a client and maybe that client's, uh, frustrating you. I see this happen so often where, you know, someone finally gets a client. It's like, we work so hard to get somewhere like early on a business. I would, man, I just want someone to join me in business. Could I just <laughs> yeah. get one recruit? And then you get that recruit and then they start calling it like midnight, one o'clock in the morning for questions. And then people get frustrated that bothering you. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's an opportunity to serve. Yeah. Right. Is oh, someone calls you late at night. They need help. That, that's, that's, that's yes. God putting you in position to be able to serve somebody else and provide them with value that yeah. you know you have. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think a lot of times serving can be in business. You know, I think Brandon, you did that for a lot of years to me without realizing it, like going to lunch every day, right? Stuff like that. Or even when I was having a bad day, 
your ability just to say, Hey dude, suck it up, go back to work. It doesn't matter what's happening, fix it, move on. That's a form of serving because we have to be the light. Like Gus was saying, but if you weren't that person and I called you the bad day and you said, yeah, just sometimes life sucks. I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Instead you did what? Dude, it happened to me too. Here's how you, here's how you solve it. Here's what you do. Right. And those are, those are ways to serve that make people's life better. And I promise all those late nights that I would call you and frustrate you, right? All this stuff that the amount of money we've been able to give away, the amount of people's lives we've been able to impact is, is so much more than it ever would have been. Had you not been willing to serve at those times? Well, like, <laughs> I remember how powerful that is. I remember, uh, you just moved to Boise, you and Kelsey were up there and you were like working like a dog, you know, and you called me and tell me all these appointments you were doing and these name, all the names you got for the day and the phone calls. And I'm like, dude, and you weren't making any money yet. Right. I'm like, dude, don't, don't tell anybody working this. that hard. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, but you keep going, man, you're going to win big. And then I'd hang up the phone and go, man, I hope he wins big. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember he would tell me, he go, Jeff, you got to be like a duck on water. We're like underneath, yeah. you're working so hard, but above it's just like, look like smooth sailing, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, uh, yeah, it helps a lot. But those, those are things, right? I think when we talk about serving, it doesn't have to be, you know, go pick weeds or, yeah. you know, go buy the person behind you coffee that's coming through the line. And, and I, we love to do those things. My wife and I constantly, if someone's behind us in the, in, in the line at Dutch Bros or Starbucks or something, we almost always pay for the person behind us. We, we, um, you know, we lived in Vegas. We go to this breakfast spot almost every day <laughs> and, um, we would go there at Christmas and we would just buy the whole restaurant breakfast every morning at Christmas. Just, That's awesome. Yeah. Nobody knew who we were, right? We just did it because we loved, one, we loved the owners of the restaurant because yeah. they were great people, you know, they're just amazing. And they, they serve the community. So we wanted to kind of go there and make their business better. Like we enjoyed being there and making the environment better because of how great the owners were, you know? So I think those things, imagine the yeah. impact we could have on the world if we really thought more about serving other people. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I, th I think just wrapping this up today, um, I'd like to know, you might have to think about this for a second, but what have been, what's been your biggest success or maybe a couple of your biggest successes in life could be business, could be your personal life, could be, maybe you have a few of them you'd like to share. I mean, what comes to mind when, when you think about your biggest accomplishments, biggest success, things that brought you the most joy, whatever. Up to this point in my life is my family. You know, I look over there at my son, and, uh, you know, 18 years old, and he's married with his wife, and, you know, he's, I just think it's my family. I mean, that's what we work hard for, you know, that's, that's, if I can tell you, hey, it's not, it's not what my house or my car, it's, it's my family that I have. It's my family that I have, you know, and that's really what I worked hard for. Yeah. To make sure that it turns out okay. Yeah. You know, yep. but at the same time, don't you think that house and the cars and all that kind of stuff yeah. you provide for your family to Absolutely. realize what's possible? It's not the house or the cars, but it's the my family deserves yeah. everything they want or desire, and then building that inside of realizing anything's possible. You think you you think part of that like struggle in your, uh, you know, obviously in the journey to success and desiring these things to provide for your family, and then looking at the result you guys have right now did you always see it this way no did never saw it so did you think it would be this good or what I mean, you know it, it, they always tell you hey dude if you do this this and this it's your life is going to be like this you know it's like sounds good but you really don't 
know how good it's going to be until you actually are living it. And I just think that once you start accepting where you're at, but you're not happy where you're at, or you don't, uh, you know, um, confronting where you're at, confronting where you're at, but you don't settle for where you're at and you keep going for more, then you know what? You realize that I think the maturity as you grow in the business and life and family and everything that once you realize that, Hey, listen, where I'm at right now, greater things are coming, you know, because of how you look at things now. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? How we look at things. And I just think that, you know, my greatest success up to this point is being able to, you know, obviously we say, you know, I love my team. I love my business. I love the people that we have around us. And uh, all that has been able to provide us with what we have. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If I could say, hey, listen, Gus, what is your most proudest thing, proud, most successful thing is, is my family being yeah. able to, you know, because in business, if reality is most business people, most business owners, they go through a tough situation and they call it a quits. The first thing to fall apart is the household, Yep, is the household, yeah. you know? And so for, for business owners to build a business or entrepreneurs to build a business and keep the core together, right? Yeah. If you build a exactly. successful company that, yeah. you know, even if you make, you know, a hundred or 200, $300 million or whatever it is. And you build a successful business, but your family falls apart in the process. I don't think you're successful, right? Made a lot of money. Yeah. But did you really achieve success if you lost the main thing in the process? Exactly. How about you, Leah? I want to start off with being thankful that God did find me just in time. I had aspirations to work my way to Los Angeles, singing, acting, modeling, anything I can get my hands on in that um, industry. And literally I really do feel God found me just in time or I answered the door just in time. And so I want to be thankful that I've been steadfast and have had a walk of faith that has kept me solid Mm -hmm. and grounded in that foundation. Number one. And number two, I am thankful that I do have a very strong desire to be a shining example. I believe that a wife is a reflection of her husband And so when people look at me, I hope they think that I have a very decent, godly, amazing, solid husband. And then our children are a reflection of us. And so when people listen to Noah speak, I hope he's a reflection of me and my husband and the way we have raised him. And really... It's those two things. I was hearing you guys speak on your last one about pouring you know, into each other and having the ability or awareness to self-assess and to look introspectively is huge because not only did somebody help mentor you, but Jeff, how much you've poured into other people oh, yeah. and your wife, Kelsey, how much you've poured into other people, yeah. that is you have been both of you have been such amazing examples and servants as you guys were speaking on the last point has been so awesome. And it just this perpetual growth in people's lives. You've changed people's lives. And that's on my wall. I wrote it at the last convention is people need my example. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to not perfect. Yeah. I'm not superwoman. I believe me. I wake up every day and I'm, I'm not the most positive person, but again, self-assessing, I have to work on myself every single day to be a, the best example I can be. Yeah, I almost think that people that haven't had any success at anything think that successful people are perfect, realizing they're far more imperfect than someone who hasn't had any success because of how much failure you really got to go through <laughs> yeah. to win. 
right? And you do, you fail over and over and over and over. And this is why that maturity may not be an age rather than an experience, right? I mean, if you, if if you have a lot of life experiences in a short amount of time, you're probably going to reach a level of maturity at a young age, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Life isn't, isn't perfect. I mean, what you see on the surface I mean, my life's not perfect by any means, right? We have all of our challenges. My wife and I have disagreements. She makes me grow. I don't want to grow, you know, and so she pushes me. It doesn't go well all the time because yeah. I've got an ego, you know, yeah. and, you know, our kids are wonderful. I love them to death, but they fight with each other and have their yeah. disagreements and I don't, See, I, don't I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think sometimes people might hear us talking on this or whatever and think, oh man, you guys got it all figured out. No. I do not have it all figured no. out, nope. right? I mean, there's no no way Uh, we just try to stay, stay the course with a good solid foundation the best we can. I will say that you are the architect of your own life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you want to become something or mold into something, grow, as you mentioned, you're the architect. Right. You have to put it into motion. No doubt. And I heard somebody else in the business say, it was a good quote, you know, it's like, I'm not going to allow you to control my happiness. Right. Right. I'm not going to allow you to control my happiness. Yeah. You know, if people are having a bad day, well, that ain't going to make me have a bad day, you know? Right. And so I just, I just figured in life, I, I wake up happy. I wake up happy and excited. And she knows that. It's a choice, it's, right? It's a decision. choice, man. They it have to, you know. How, being happy is, is definitely a choice. Yeah. I think that yep. so often people are like trying to find this happiness. And he's like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's just you have a choice to wake up today and say, you know what? I'm going to make today the best day. Yeah. And I've always said that I think that that perspective comes with the And Gus, I know you didn't enough to know this is true that people that wake up happy every day because i'm i'm not as good at that as you are i promise you right um but i think that people that wake up every day with this positive outlook on life knowing that today has an opportunity to be better than yesterday yeah um is is such a powerful thing and i i think that is something genuinely i have to struggle with because i don't wake up every day so happy and cheerful to me it's just like all right I just got to grind. I just go do the work regardless <laughs> of how I feel. And so I think you saying that, it helps me a lot thinking like, hey, I, I do, because happiness is a choice. You have a choice to be happy wherever you're at, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think falling in love with where you're at is a very good thing. And what? being appreciative yeah. yes. of where you're at. Grateful. Yeah. It's hard to be yeah. grateful. Why would God give you time. more if you're not thankful for what you have? Exactly. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. yeah. We don't know how to manage what we have right now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. No, I mean, I think uh, being happy is light. Feel You feel light when you're not happy. You feel heavy, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, No doubt about it. Yeah. Well, good, guys. We, we, uh, it's good. Good conversation. Yes. Thank yeah. you for yeah. having us. Thank yeah. you guys for being on. I know this is going to help so many people. And I know a lot of people are going to get so much out of this. And yeah, just such great people. I'm Aww. excited yeah, to see you guys good. and have you be here. Thank you. Thank you great so much. Nice you guys. Yeah. Enjoy St. George. Yeah. To a con? Yes. What are you going to see tonight? Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, my kids yeah. want to see that. Don't tell them. <laughs> no. Two, yeah, two cons awesome. Huh? I, I, uh, the second Top Gun just came out today. Oh, you don't know about Top Gun? What is that? It's a, the, the fighter pilot oh, movie oh, Tom Cruise. from a long time ago. Oh. This yeah. second we have not out. had a television oh, yeah, in that's right. over 20 years. That's actually Our, smart. We, <laughs> we don't have television, so. That's, that's so you a go better, to play at 2 a, con. It's a better way to be. Old school. <laughs> we got live action. Live. Old, old school is the yeah. best school, man. That's, yeah. that's good. Seriously. That's yeah. awesome. Well, cool, guys. We appreciate you being on, and you're awesome. And yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Love y'all, man. Family. You too. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, guys.